morning, we've been doing a, a series of services here about different um, <clears throat> things God has given us, some hidden mysteries in, in, in the scriptures. Uh, <clears throat> for those of you uh, who does not have any of the CDs or would like to uh, hear some of the messages, you can go to um, hod.sermon.net and it will bring dot tv is the last thing it will bring up uh, the uh, sermon.net and you see a line of um, sermons and messages that the lord has given unto us but this morning we want to talk about uh, uh, between two worlds between two worlds we're going to go to the book of um, genesis chapter number 13 genesis chapter number 13 the lord has really been blessing us in his word He's been allowing us to know and understand about those some hidden mysteries and things that we have uh, overlooked. Not so much overlooked, but things that the Holy Spirit kind of revealed during the time uh, when we were ready to accept it. Amen. Uh, we talked about the fallen angels. We talked about uh, Noah. And uh, we talked about uh, uh, the condition of uh, our world today. Uh, before the coming of Christ and how it, how it related uh, even to uh, in Noah's day. But today we, we may lighten up just a tad because we're going to talk about between two worlds. And we're going to go to the book of Genesis chapter number 13. Genesis chapter number 13 is where we're going to uh, <clears throat> begin our text today. Genesis chapter number 13. Now, one thing we have to say, we, we do take us through the scriptures, through the word of God, so that way we can be able to uh, comprehend and, and grasp. Father, I thank you now. I thank you, Lord God, for how you've already ministered to us and how you've allowed our, uh, our souls and our spirits to connect with thee. And God, we just praise you for that. Now, Father God, we ask, Lord God, that you just stretch out in me. We denounce anything that's not like you, Father. But God, help me to, to, to teach and, and, and preach your word according to what the Spirit has given unto me. And we thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. <clears throat> now, we're talking about uh, two worlds. Two worlds. Now, there's a world that most believers have not yet entered into. Uh, and that world is the spirit world. Now, in order to enter into that spirit world, we have to enter in by faith. That's why so often, you know, we can ask God for a thing and we don't necessarily receive it because we don't enter into that spirit world. And we have to enter in, enter in by faith. Now, one thing about faith, faith does not require proof or evidence. So if you're going to enter into the spirit world or into the spirit realm, now you're not going to have any evidence. You're not going to have any proof. You're just going to have to do it by faith. So, so in that, that, that's how that has to go. Now, it's, it's just like this. To, to simplify, this morning when you got in your vehicle, amen, you trusted that once you put that key in that ignition, the car was going to crank up, right? That was faith, amen. Not only was that faith, but you also had faith to believe that whoever put your vehicle together, Everything was going to be in this working order. Amen. So you had to have faith in order to get in, go from one destination to another, and then understand that you're going to arrive there safely. So it took, it took faith, right? 
it, it literally took faith, okay? Now, also, it also takes faith that whenever you, we, we, we talked about this this morning, going to the grocery store or going to the fresh market or whatever, it takes faith to take that food that we buy, amen, it takes faith to buy that, to purchase that food, bring it home, purchase and, and prepare a meal for our family, and, and know that there's no harm going to come to our bodies, right? We, we literally believe that, right? Amen. We do. Or else we will not be going to the grocery store. Amen. Because it takes faith. Because, see, we, are, we have no clue what anyone is doing when it comes down to our food. Right? So we, we, we're trusting God. We're having faith in that. Amen. Amen. Some of us may not cook today. Okay? Now, but one thing, God has given everybody a certain measure of faith. Now, in order to get into the, 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 the first world, the invisible world, it is a world of faith. Now, now Jesus put it to, to Thomas like this uh, in, in John uh, 20. Jesus was speaking to Thomas, and, and he said to Thomas, he said, uh, Blessed is the one who believes and has not yet seen. Because, see, Thomas was a dieter. He, he did not believe in, in, in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So God says here, he says you are blessed if you are able to believe uh, uh, without actually seeing the evidence or the proof. But in this, in this world that God wants us to enter into, we have to operate by faith. Now, that takes us to our text in, in Genesis chapter number 13. The, the first character that we saw on last week that God introduced was Noah. Now, Noah, uh, it, through by Noah, grace was uh, 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 introduced into the world. Now we're going to look at Abram, who now Abram is the one that's going to bring us into the arena of faith. Because, see, faith is operating in the unknown. It's operating in the unknown. Now, Genesis chapter number 13, beginning at verse number 1. Verse number 1 says, he says, And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him into the south. Okay. And Abram. Now, the word Abram there means father of heights. Uh, father means the originator. He, he's, he's the originator of heights. Um, that means that there's a, a, a place of elevation we're beginning to look at. Because, see, we're having to be elevated in order to reach that place where we want to be in that realm, that realm of the spirit, the spirit realm. So here, Abram, meaning the, the uh, promotion of pushing forward of, of faith or being elevated, the word of God says he goes, went up and out of Egypt. Now, in order to, to enter into that place where God has called every believer to, there's two things here that we have to deal with in order to get into that invisible world and that spirit realm. The first thing is, is to go up. You see that? He says he went up, went up, and then he came out of. He came out of Egypt. He came out of a place of limitations. See, Egypt there means a place of uh, limitations, a place of restrictions. So if we want to enter into that, that spirit world by faith, we've got to go up. And then we get to come out. So we can't stay in that same place. Or else we will not receive everything that God has for us. So we've got to go up and then come out. See, a lot of times we, we want to go up, but we don't want to come out the world. Amen. 
We want to go out, but we don't want to come out of the world. Amen. So, so, but, but, but if we want to enter into that, that spirit world, where we can call those things that are not as though they are, then we got to go up and stay up. Amen. Because see, every believer has that kind of power. We can call those things that are not. Once we begin to operate in that spirit world, that invisible world that we cannot see. See, God has given us that power. Now, as he says, he, he goes, uh, he goes up and he's out of a place of restrictions, a place of bondage, a place of limitations. He says, he and his wife. Now, that wife there is the inner reality of your soul. See, a wrong man was taken out of man, so we became one flesh. They became one flesh. So everywhere man goes, woman goes. Amen. And then it says this, and all that he had, and not with him into the south. All right, now here we go. We go up, we come out. But there's a problem. We carry Lot with us. The spirit of Lot. Now, the word Lot there means in the word in the Hebrew, it means a covering, or it means a veil. So what's happening here, a lot of times we can go up, but what happens when we're going up, we still have the veil of the spirit of light over our eyes. And that's why we cannot operate in that spirit world. Amen? So there's a covering there. He takes light. We ta- oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. We take the things of the world with us. So, and what happens when we take the, uh, the things of the world with us, it blinds us. And that's why we cannot operate in all the power and the authority that God has given us. Now, remember now, we're talking about between two worlds. Between two worlds, okay? So, he, he takes light. He, he takes the veil with him. He's, he's got this covering, so he, he cannot see. Now, uh, then the Bible says he goes uh, into the south, okay? Now, when you look at the word south, the word south means there's a, a, a drought or a, a, a dry place. So by having the veil or that covering over our vision, what happens is that it will lead us into some dry places. Amen. See, when we don't have clear vision. We don't have clear vision, and we have that spirit of light to cover our, our vision. It will lead us into some dry places. We'll, we'll go south, so to speak. Amen. Anybody been south besides me? <laughs> we will go south. Amen. Why? It's because our vision is blurred. We, we, we can't see. Now, so, so what happens here, then verse number 2 says, And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver and in gold. Now, I'm going to have to take a spiritual now because, see, a lot of times we like to stay on the surface, right? We like to stay on that which we know, okay? Now, when you look at that word, word cattle there, uh, that word cattle there, the primitive uh, uh, meaning of the primitive root of, of the word cattle there means to create. It also means affections. Now, when you think about what God has done here, he said he goes up, he has this creative power. Every believer has creative power. Now, understand this, that the scripture talks about um, uh, being born again. When you look up that word, in being born again, in, in the Greek, not the Hebrew now, it means procreative power. 
teeth. When we become born again, we then become having that power of being able to procreate. We're just like God procreates. So he has given us that same kind of power. Now we think we're born again. See, what happens is we have so often just stayed with surface teaching that when God goes deep, we get lost. Amen. So now he not only has that procreative power because he's going to lead it on the journey where he's going. Amen. So now the Bible says he has silver and he has gold. Now the word silver there means he has enlightenment. See, when God takes man on a journey, he gives us that procreative power. He also gives us enlightenment. And then he talks about the goal. He gives us purity of spirit. Amen. So, so he has all this because he's beginning to take a journey. Amen. He's beginning to take a journey. Now, verse number three says, and he went on his journeys with a what? An S. He didn't go on just one journey. He says he went on on his journeys. And Abram, he talks about how he went on his journeys from the south. Okay. He's going to that dry place. See, when we, when we take all these different journeys, you know, we'll go into some dry places. Okay? Now he says, not only does he go into a place of, of a drought, but he even goes to Bethel. Now, Bethel means the house of God. He goes into the house of God. Then he says, unto the place where his tent had been at the very beginning, between Bethel and Hai. Okay? Now, on these journeys that we take, mankind, as we take these journeys in life, where we have dry seasons in our life. But then there are seasons when, when we are in the house of God. But then there comes a time when we are between Bethel, okay, and Hai. Now, Bethel is the house of God, right? Now, Hai is a place of ruins. Sometimes we find ourselves in an in-between place. We find ourselves in the, in the house of God. Amen. Right here. Now, this is the house. This is just an emphasis here. This, this is just some, some brick and mortar. But we're talking about this house right here. See, we, sometimes we find ourselves in, 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 with God dwelling on the inside of us, but then sometimes we find ourselves in a place of ruins. Anybody been there too? A place in Oh, y'all act like Holy Ghost still folk like y'all ain't never done nothing before. Even as being saved, you know, wait a minute. Understand, you know, we all, amen, whether been in the house of God or out of the house of God, saved or not saved, well, sometime or another, we went straight. Amen. Can I get a witness? Amen. Can I get a witness? Amen. Sometimes we have gone astray, even confessing the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We're not going to be real. Amen. Amen. Got to be real. Because too, too, too often, you know, the, the, the preacher want to tickle your fats and make you think you done done all good. No, you ain't. No, no, no. And see, you know you, you, you. We all know our stuff. Amen. Amen. We all know. Amen. Come on. Get, get real with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because the Holy Ghost knows, right? He, he knows. He knows. So that he's in an in-between place. He's in an in-between place. Now, let's look down at verse number 5. And we're still in Genesis chapter number 13. Now, verse number 5 says, And Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. Now, dropping down to um, verse number 9. Let's read verse 8. Verse 8. Genesis uh, 13, verse 8. Verse 8 says, And Abram said unto Lot, 
Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. Now, the spirit, now the, the spirit of the flesh will tell you a lie. It will tell you a lie. Because, see, light also represents our fleshly man as well. Okay? It will tell us a lie. So, but, but, but what happens here, Abram will let, her, the spirit of Abram will let that flesh know, listen, you can't go where I'm going. You, you cannot go where I'm going. Now, verse number 9 says, Is not the whole land before thee? He says, Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me, if thou wilt take the, take the left hand. Then he says, Then I will go to the right. Or, if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. Now, I'm going to show us, the Holy Spirit's going to show us the, what happens with the visible world, okay? When we are operating in the spirit, in, in the spirit of, of, of Lot, okay? That, that old flesh man, that, that, the world with it, that, that puts that veil uh, covering over our vision. Now, when the separation has to come, watch what happens here. Now, now looking at verse number 10, it says, And Lot which means that, that covering that when we're operating in that blind vision, restricted vision. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan. Now, Jordan is the spiritual, uh, spiritual stream of life. Then it says that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar. Now, what does all that mean right there? See, what happens, the one thing about flesh, it likes things already, already made. It don't want to do no work. Mm-mm. He wants it already made. That's why it's, it's, it's very difficult when you're trying to start a church from scratch. Amen. You know, from, 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 from ground level, amen, everybody don't want to go. Amen. Everybody wants something already made. You know, where somebody else has already gone through the labor, already gone through the sweat. You know what I'm saying? The heartache and the pain. Amen. But they want to come in, everything's already ready made. Well, I, have, I, I want to school us, the newcomers now. We're not yet already made. Amen. We're in the making process. Amen. Amen. And I'd much rather have to be in that, that, that making process with a slow cook. You know how it is, like the, the old way they used to make biscuits, and now they got that, that what you call it, you can get them all ready made and just pop them in the store. You know what I'm talking about? See, see when you've when you got to put some time in now, when, when, when you really want that thing to really taste good, right? When you want those homemade biscuits. See, that, that's what this type of scripture is. That's what this kind of church is. You know, you got to put some time in. Amen? You, you can't come in and think, it's, it's, it's already ready made, I can sit back. No, we all work. Amen? From, from the top to the back. Amen. We all labor. Amen. So, so here, the, the, that, that old spirit of, uh, of Lot wants things already uh, ready made. He looked at it. He, said, he says, uh, oh, he's, it's well watered. You know, be careful when you see something that's already well watered. Because you don't know what's on the other side. So let, let's see what's on the other side here. Now, now it, it talks about how it's well watered. Now, when you drop down to verse number 11, it says, Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east. Now, he journeyed east. He got blind vision. He journeyed east. Now, that word east there means knowledge of truth and love. 
It's not that he doesn't have the knowledge. It's just that because of who Abram is, there's a restriction to vision. But yet, he's wiser, just like the Bible talks about Solomon. He says Solomon was wiser than all the men of the East. So that meant they, they had truth. They, they, they knew. They had knowledge. They had wisdom. So then he, he, he travels east. He's keep moving now. But see, the flesh wants that which don't really quite look quite right. But yet, it appears to be everything that I want. You know how it is when we get some things and it looks like it's what we want and it's not what we want. Because once we put our hands on it, it's not what we really want. Amen. We want to give it back. We call that permissive will from God. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes he will give us perfect will and sometimes he will give us permissive will. Okay. Now, let's look. Let's continue on the journey now. Now, verse number 12 says, Abram, he dwelt in the land of Canaan. Okay, the land of Canaan is where one bows themselves down before the Lord. Humble themselves. See, this is where the, every believer has to get. They have to get to a place where they can bow down or humble themselves before the Lord. So this is where he dwells. And, and, and then he says, not dwell in the city of the plains. And then he says he pitched his tent towards Sodom. Now, Sodom there means, in the Hebrew, it means their secret. So there are some secrets that was hid that's behind that watered garden. Everything that looks good, everything that appears to be gold, is not gold. Amen? Now, let's see what's behind that, that water, the water garden there. You know, it says uh, in verse number 13, it says, But the men of Sodom, because remember now, Sodom means burning, but it also means their secret. Okay? Now, it says this, uh, and, But the men of Sodom was wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. So he didn't see that part. He only saw the, uh, the uh, well-watered God. He, see, some things are, are secret. Some things we don't know until we get into it. Amen? Now, let's go on a little bit further. Now, verse number 14 says, And, and the Lord said unto Abram, After that, the, that Lot was separated from him, he says, Lift up when now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. Okay, what are we saying here, God? After, after there's a separation of that spirit of life, God will not give us the promise that's been designed for us until we separate ourselves from that spirit of life, until we get rid of that covering, until we get rid of that veil. Amen? So then, the, see, the Lord is saying here, he says to him, he said, now, he said, separate yourself from life. He tells him, lift up now thine eyes. Lift up your vision. Look up your vision. Then he says, and look from the place where thou art. See, we can't, we can't receive or have what God has for us until we lift up our eyes, okay, and remove ourselves from the place where we are. 
See, that's how we begin to operate in the, in the visible world, in that spirit world. We have to make sure that we do not remain in the place where we are. We have to look from that place. Amen? But I found something interesting when it talks about between these two worlds. Because, see, that there's a, wor- a world there, the, the, the natural world, that, where things always look really, really good. But then there's another world wherein God shows you the things that he wants you to see, but it does not always look the way we want. The first thing he says to him, now we want to deal with, 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 with some directions here. The first thing he tells him, he says, now look thou on northward. The verse 14, Genesis 13. He tells him to look northward. Now, when you think about northward, northward is an unfavorable position. It's a place of the unknown. In fact, it's a place where Satan said he was going to set his kingdom up. You know, in the word he says, I'm going to set my um, ascend unto the sides of the north. It's, it's, a, it's a, a dark place. It's, it's, it is a dark place. It's a, a gloomy place. But it's also a place wherein uh, the land has been undeveloped. Now, wait a minute. God has showed me all this he's going to give me when I separate myself from the flesh or I remove this covering from my eyes, but it don't look like much. It, it, it doesn't look like very much. In other words, the first thing God shows us is the dark side to our journey. The first thing he shows us is the dark side to our journey. Now, do we really want to proceed? Because, see, now it's an undeveloped land, right? It's this new frontier. But the first thing God shows us is, is the dark side to it. Wait a minute, God. Why can't you show me all the great blessings that's going to come? Why do I have to see the dark side? Because you've got to operate in the spirit realm. Even though it may look dark, you still got to see light in the midst of dark. You still have to see, you still have to see the light in the midst of dark, okay? Now, the next place that the Lord tells him to, uh, 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 to look is this. Then the, the Bible says, not only does he look at northward, but then he tells him, now you're going to look southward. Now, southward is, is that parched land or those drought, and southward is also the, a place of wilderness. See, in a, in a drought, when you think about the desert, Nothing is living in the desert. Nothing, very rarely you can find water in the desert. But this is another part of man's journey. Now, what is the wilderness? We, we, we always talk about Moses and the wilderness. But what is the wilderness? The wilderness is that place where man is without God. So, what does that mean to me as a believer? There will be times uh, on my journey and in our journey wherein uh, it's going to look like God is not there, but you still got to have faith. You still have to have faith to know and believe that the Lord himself is going to see us through. Amen? See, that's where faith comes in now. You've got to have faith. Even in the midst of our dry, oh, how many folks have had some dry seasons in their life? I mean, some really had some dry seasons, but you got to, you still got to have faith in those dry seasons. See, on this journey, the Lord says now, He said, there are going to be hardships on this journey. 
but you can't give up on the journey. And the reason why, because you're trying to reach a place, you're trying to reach that spirit world where you can call those things that are not as though they are. So if you okay, I've had some hardships. <laughs> I've had some heartaches. But God said, that's part of the journey. That's part of the journey. Because, see, we're talking about you're between two worlds. See, the, the body of Christ has not yet gotten to the, the spirit world to where we're in, we can see that invisible world and know that no matter what it looks like, I know that my Redeemer lives. No matter what it looks like. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. So that's, that's hardships in this journey. The hardships. But God said, listen, listen, that you're operating in two worlds. So he said, you don't have to stay in this, this plain physical world. He says, what you can do, you can begin to operate in that spirit world. And, but the only way you can operate in the spirit world, you've got to operate by faith. See, there, there'll be times there won't be no evidence. <laughs> and then you've got to move on faith when there's no evidence. There is sometimes there will be no proof that God is working in your favor. But you still got to have faith. See, if anybody can say, yeah, I believe. But, but, but even Thomas said that. He said that. That's how he got down Thomas. He said that. He said, I won't believe until I put, I can I, I touch the, 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 um, the nails in his hand, nail prints in his hand. He said, I won't believe none of that. I won't believe. So Jesus just shows up on the scene. And then he told me, he said, listen, you are blessed when you can believe and you have not seen. So whatever your situation is, whatever your circumstances are, God said, if you can believe by faith, you're blessed. And everybody cannot believe by faith. That's why so many Christians give up. They don't understand the journey. They don't understand the journey. Now, then the Bible goes on and he begins to talk about, not only is he going southward, but then God speaks to him, and now he's saying, now you go eastward. Now, what is the place of eastward? After all that gloom and doom, God said, now I want you to go eastward. But what is eastward? Now, eastward means to anticipate with gladness. Even though I've had the gloom and the doom, God said, now I want you to anticipate because, see, I'm about to go to work for you. See, if you can believe when you're going through hard times, well, after a while, it's going to get okay for you. Amen. After a while, it's going to be all right. So you're going to begin to anticipate with gladness. Then God says, I want you to proceed. Now, wait a minute, God. You want me to proceed? Now, I don't understand, God. I, I can't see where I'm going. I'm, I'm thank you for asking. Let's go to Second Kings, chapter number six. Second Kings. Now keep your place in, in Genesis chapter thirteen because we're coming back there. Now, Second Kings, chapter number six. This is the part where it takes having faith in the invisible and in, in the spirit realm. Second Kings, Old Testament, chapter number six. Over there, looking at verse number fifteen. Now, they're about to be, to, uh, to be in a battle, and everybody can't see what the leader sees. Amen? Now, Second uh, Kings, chapter number 6, verse number 15. It says, And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my, my master, how shall we do? See, they was about to go into battle, 
the servant had restricted vision. He could not see. And the reason why he could not see is because he was not operating in the spirit realm. Okay? Now, verse 16 says, And he answered, this, this is Elisha answering, he says, And he answered, he says, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with thee. You see, when we operate in the realm of the Spirit, no matter how many of the enemies that we have come up against us, we get to recognize the fact that there are more for us than there are against us. Now, look what the Holy Spirit shows him. Now, verse 17 says, And Elisha prayed. Now, he's the leader, okay? So Elisha prayed, and he said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes. To open something means that's an indication that something is closed. Okay? So the servant's eyes was closed. He could not see. Many, many of the body of Christ, our eyes are closed, and we cannot see all the things that God has for us, and that everything that's out there, God's got some warring angels that's out there fighting on our behalf. Amen? Amen. So he says, and Elijah prayed, and he said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. He couldn't see. Every can I give y'all a little secret? Everybody in the body of Christ can't see. That's why you got to be careful who you let impart into you. Because they can give you death when, you, when they should be speaking life. Amen. You have to be very careful who you allow to uh, uh, impartation to come into your life. Because, see, if they can't see in the realm of the Spirit and know that your circumstances one day going to change, after a while what's going to happen, you're going to go along with them. Amen. You won't be able to see. Because, see, the difference here between Elisha and his servant, Elisha, he could see. He could see in the Spirit realm. He, he, he could see. And then he prayed. I love this. He prays to the Lord. And, and the beauty of it, he knows his servant can't see. That's why he told the Lord to open his eyes because he knew his servant couldn't see. Have you ever been talking to anybody and they, they couldn't see nothing you tried to tell them? They still won't go the same way, same way, same way, same way. And no matter what you said, they still couldn't see. So then you've got to resort to God, please open their eyes so they may see. Amen. 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 Because they can't see. They cannot see. So, then, now, let's see what the Bible says. He said, and the Lord, look how the Lord responds to us when we pray out of the pureness of our heart. It says, and the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and watch what he saw. And he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. See, the servant couldn't see those, 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 those angels. He couldn't see those, those, those angels that, that's all around. See, a lot of folks even right now can't even see the angels. You know, all we see is people. But let me tell you, we got angels all around us. You know, see, at our beck and call, we can call for the angels to call. See, every time we get ready to leave from this place, we always command the angels to get on the highway because you know we got some fools on the highway, right? I don't know if y'all been on that lately, but listen, we got some fools on the highway, amen? So therefore, we need some help, right? So all we need, I heard the truck driver say, yes, 
Amen. I heard him say yes. Amen. So what we do is we begin to beckon those angels to get in position, tell them to line up down the highway. And what happens is every time it looks like we're about to go into an accident, the angels, they step right down. They, they cover us. Amen. See, you've got to be able to see and know. You know, sometimes we, we're so afraid. Okay, I'm afraid to get on the house. No. You've got some warrior angels. Even when we're battling with everyday life situations, we have warrior angels. Oh, thank you, Lord. But see, the only way you can see it, you got to see it in the realm of the spirit. See, you you got to you got to be able to operate. See, you in this in between in between the two worlds. We want to come out from being in between. We want to be in. Amen. I want to be in. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's a show it. It's a show it to him. He says, show it to him. Show it to him. Okay. Now let's go before we go back to Genesis chapter thirteen. Let's go to Romans. Romans chapter number one. Romans. Chapter 1, I believe, is where we want to go. Now, we're going to go back to uh, Genesis 13. We're almost done. But going back, going to the book of Romans, chapter number 1. Romans, chapter number 1. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Romans, chapter number 1. Looking at verse number 20. Amen. See, a lot of times, you know, God is so gracious. Now, when we can't see in the invisible, he, he puts some things around us so we can see, Okay. Now, Romans chapter 1, verse number 20 says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. You see, these, we, we, some people say, well, how do you know there is a God? But baby, look around. You didn't make this out here. <laughs> you, you, you didn't create the trees. You, you didn't look at the stars. You see, when God wants us to fully understand who he is and what he's trying to say, just like he did with Abram, he said, listen, Abram, he says, now, I'm, I'm telling you to trust me to, to step out into a new frontier. See, God is telling us to, to step out into a new frontier, a new land, a land that has not yet been developed. And so sometimes we, we, we have reservations. But what God would do, God would do this. God says, now, can you check out the stars? Huh. Check out the stars. That's evidence that, that, that you need something tangible to, to believe in who I am, even though you cannot see me. He says, check out my creation. Here, check out my moon and, 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 and my sun that knows when to, when to come up and when to go down, when one needs to shine, when the other needs to, to go. He said, check. He said, only I can do these things. Only God can do these things. See, see, when, when man is so blinded. See, God, think about, look, look, look at, in the springtime, how all the different flowers come. I mean, all different kinds of colors. And it seems like they just sometimes, some of them come up out of their own accord. I mean, only God can do something like that. Only the Lord. You know, to, to be able to, 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 to take a, thank you, Holy Spirit, to be able to take a seed that we can't see, except a little tiny seed, to put it in the ground and do not understand what's going on beneath the ground. And after a while, we got vegetables. Only God can do something like that. See, so that's why we need to know and understand. We serve a mighty God. We serve an awesome God. And this is why we need to begin to operate in that invisible world, the, the, the spirit realm. Amen. Holy, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
Now let's go back to, to Genesis 13. And we're, we're ending. We're finalizing Genesis 13. Let, let's finalize this thing. He, he, then the Bible says here, in verse number 15, he says, Genesis 13, verse 15, he says, For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it. Now, if you can see it, you can have it. I'm not talking about seeing in the natural. I'm talking about if you can see it in the spirit, you can have it. You see, most most believers, they can't see in the spirit realm. That's why we, we, we lack so much. Amen. Because we are not seeing in the spirit realm. If you can see it by faith, God said you can have it. You can have it. See, a lot of times we don't have because we are not operating. I hear your Holy Spirit. We are not operating in the right world. Wrong world. Wrong world. Can I go back to my prayer journal? I didn't see the couple that came this morning. But the Holy Spirit saw the couple this morning. And he allowed me to write this down by the power of the Holy Ghost to send some new people. These, those new people have never been here before. But by the, that's an act of faith. And when I saw them walk through the door, I said, Jesus. I said, Jesus. I said, Jesus. And see, because some folks don't believe, you have to let them see your prayer journal and, and let them see what time the Holy Spirit spoke. And I don't know what time they started getting ready or when they made the decision to come, but I do know the Holy Spirit was operating in that decision. Amen. The Holy Spirit himself was operating in their decision. They might have thought they did it on their own, but they don't even know that the Holy Spirit brought them here this morning. Don't know what you need. Don't know what you came for. But I do know whatever it is, the Holy Spirit knew exactly what you needed because he brought you. Amen. You can see it. You can, you can have it. I'm not talking about naming and claiming. No. I'm talking about operating in the spirit realm. It's a big difference. So it's a big difference, a big difference. He tells him now, he says, All the land which thou seest to thee will I give. See, that's a promise. And not only to us only, and to thy seed forever. 16 says, And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. And then he tells him to do something. Here's another act of faith. The next act of faith is verse number uh, 17. Then he tells him to do what? Arise. You see, when God tells us to do something, he's speaking to our heart. Then he tells us to arise, meaning to get up from that position where you are. You know, that, that world that you're operating in. He said, get up from that world because you're in that in-between place. He says, arise. He says, walk through the land and the length of it and the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. We're talking about a new frontier. How in the world was he going to walk all that land? By faith. He was going to do it by faith. So whatever, whatever you're looking for, whatever you're searching for, whatever the answers you're needing, God said, do it by faith. Do it by faith. Evidence won't be there. The proof won't be there. But if you look around, God says, I'm telling you every day. I'm, tell I'm manifesting myself every day that I will do what I said I'm going to do. Between two worlds. 
question is, which world are we operating in? And how often do we operate in the spirit world? I want to operate in it every day if I can. But you know what? It takes faith. You know what else I thought was strange? We're done with that. Tell you what else I thought was strange. That God would call a heathen. Abraham, Abraham was a, a downright flat-footed heathen. He was a heathen. Now, how many of us would choose a heathen? To, to, I, it blows my mind. Here it is. Noah, God, God begins with that, with that bloodline. He needs a, a pure bloodline. So he calls forth and introduces us to grace. But then he calls a heathen to institute faith. What that mean? That means sometimes some unsaved folk believe a whole lot quicker than unsaved folk. He's a heathen. And he can't hit the promise. Just think about that. How many of us will do that? How many of us will say, I'm going to take this, I'm going to let this heathen leave me. But you know what? God took Abram from idol worship. He was an idol worshiper. But God said, I'm going to use you. I'm going to use you. It's amazing that he would follow God blindly. Followed him blindly. He followed him. It's amazing. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God is an awesome God. God is an awesome, awesome God. I pray, I, I pray that, that, that the Holy Spirit has brought the word that you were looking for this morning. And it is, as you come, as you came in, and, uh, and it will not only uh, bring us to a place in God, but it will give us a challenge from God. That's a challenge from God. A talent. A talent. There's a talent God has given all of us. Begin to operate in that spirit world. Begin to operate. I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I, I am excited. I, I, I want to say to, to those uh, uh, that we're... And I have to say that I thank God.